familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. Life can be so hectic as a working mom. You're juggling your job, family, and your sanity. But what about food? Food seems like such a big, important part of our sanity. Sometimes we eat our emotions away when we're stressed out. So how do you balance what we eat? Today, we continue our series, Back to Work with Healthy Food for Working Moms. We're the Boob Group. I use a breast pump. I hand express milk for my baby. I exclusively breastfeed. I use a nipple shield. I breastfed after a C-section. I use a milk bank. I breastfeed in public whenever I feel like it. I pump at work. I breastfeed with a cover. I breastfeed twins. I give my baby bottles. I made my own supplemental nursing system. I supplement with formula. I talk to my baby while I breastfeed. I'm breastfeeding as a survivor of sexual abuse. When I have extra milk, I share it with other mom we are equal we are the boob group welcome to the boob group we're here to support all moms wanting to provide breast milk for their babies i'm your host priya mard and i'm also the founder of the mom's pump here nursery room locator app which helps moms all over the world find great places to pump and breastfeed their babies if you haven't already we encourage you to download the new mommy media network app which gives you easy access to all our episodes you can also subscribe to our podcast through itunes so all our latest episodes download directly to your phone and if you're on itunes please leave us a review so other moms can learn about us let's meet the mom is joining our conversation today tell us a little bit about yourself and your family Hi, I'm Rebecca Scritchfield. I am a registered dietitian, a nutritionist, and ACSM certified health and fitness specialist. I am a mom to two young girls and I'm still nursing my two and a half year old. I basically help women create a better life and I do that through coaching and counseling and also my new book that's coming out called Body Kindness. Hi, good morning. I'm Jamie Vesga. I'm a chef and a mom. Uh, to two young boys, five and seven. Gabriel is seven, Sam is five. And I am a certified trained chef uh, at the Natural Gourmet Institute for culinary nutrition, plant-based food, and health-supportive meals. And I basically work full-time as a mom in addition to being a chef and a mom. So life is very busy. <laughs> and National Gourmet Institute is amazing. Thank you. So you, you got the skills, girl. Yay. She does. She does. I've had her food. <laughs> Thank you. 
Hi, everyone. I'm Sunny. I'm producing today's show, so you'll hear me a little bit throughout today's episode. And um, I'm a mom as well. I've got four kids. I breastfed and pumped and supplemented with all of them. And uh, my the ages of my kids, in case you're wondering, is uh, six, four, and then I've got twin girls that are three. No longer, I don't really consider myself breastfeeding anymore. We seem to have just wrapped that up, but I'm still lactating. Like every, you know, now and again, my girls will pop on just to see if I'm lactating. It's the strangest thing ever. I can go like, t- I, I think I think like my record is like 12 days now without breastfeeding at all and they'll pop on and they'll still be milk so I have no idea what's going on with my body right now it's <laughs> <laughs> so strange <laughs> um, and I'm your host Priya and I'm also a mom of three I my oldest is 14 my middle is 12 and my youngest is eight so my kids are a little bit older but I breastfed and did all that great stuff for all three of them so you know I, pertaining to today's topic I'm so glad we're discussing this because I'm currently struggling with food. <laughs> Forget exercising, but even like eating healthy, you know, there's so many things going on during the day. You're stressed out. And my go-to is always food, especially carbs. <laughs> so I'm so glad we're having this conversation. So thank you to all our guests today for joining us. Sound familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and (laughs) Walmart.com. All right, so as we jump into our conversation today, we're going to kick things off with a news headline. So I saw this headline and I thought, oh my goodness, we totally have to talk about this. I don't know if you ladies are big texters or emoji people. I I love to text. I have not joined the emoji bandwagon quite yet. I went through the other day just to see what was on my phone. But I know people that like use this pretty much instead of talking, right? They just like (laughs) use emojis all the time. Um, So I thought this article was really interesting. So it is about the fact, uh, the title of it is, yes, we do need this emoji. And I knew the article was related to breastfeeding, so I scrolled through this. And apparently, I don't know if you guys knew this, but there is a a group. It's called the Unicode Consortium. It's a nonprofit that oversees the emoji approval process. What? (laughs) I had no idea. That is so weird. Right? But apparently they have to approve that. You can imagine, you know, people want a whole bunch of emojis and they have to make sure that these are legit and we're not offending too many people and all this kind of stuff. So anyways, there has been a recent proposal to include more emojis that 
that, you know, fit new parents. And one of the emojis that has been presented is a breastfeeding mom. So, of course, the big question is, what does this emoji look like? And you're listening to a podcast, so I can't really tell you exactly. I will say you don't see the mom's head, but you see a baby and it's kind of in the the typical uh, cradle position across the body. You don't see any cleavage, nothing like that. This is like a little caricature, right? But you could definitely see that the woman's top, I mean, the baby is latched and, you know, kind of going to town. So... You know, it hasn't been approved yet. I have no idea what the approval process is. I do not know what they look for, you know, in doing all of this. But yeah, so, you know, as you know, breastfeeding in general is a hot button topic. I'm sure that they've got to consider a bunch of things. But they do want to be more inclusive of families, which I thought was cool. I could totally see people like, you know, taking a time out or whatever and, uh, you know, while they're breastfeeding their baby and be like, hey, this is what I'm doing. Emoji, emoji, emoji. You know, I can totally see see this being used. But I guess they've pitched some other things too. There's other ones that are a little bit more involved, like actually seeing something that looks like a nipple with milk coming out. I don't think that one's going to be approved. Uh, But this one seems pretty PG-13. I don't know. Priya, what do you think? So the first time I saw this, because I actually posted about this on Mom's Pump here a couple days ago, my eyes were playing tricks on me. I couldn't figure out what it was showing at first because the, <laughs> the design is weird because the yellow like melts into the yellow. And I had to stare at it for a second and be like, oh, now I see the baby. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> uh, so I think that, you know, from a design perspective, it could have been done pro- um, differently. But from what it represents, I think it's fantastic that they're doing it. I do see that it was designed by a man. Joshua Jones. So that's interesting. Right. Yeah. But maybe a dad whose wife breastfed or partner breastfed. I don't know. Like what would prompt someone to do this unless, you know, this consortium or this designer, unless people were reaching out to him saying, listen, women aren't being, you know, accurately represented in the emoji space. I I mean, you know, who knows? But uh, Rebecca, any thoughts on this? Yes. Go breast emojis. <laughs> I mean, come on. If we can have a poop emoji, right. we certainly oh, yes. have room for some nursing mama emoji. And I mean, I think it's great. I think it's it is a way to help normalize the idea of nursing and to remind, you know, I mean, I could see, yeah, if you're texting between friends like, you know, busy and then you send, you know, the breastfeed or you type breastfeeding and the emoji pops up or something like that. Um, right. So, yeah, I think it's a fun one, you know, um, and 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 certainly, you know, yeah, I mean, if you can have an emoji for a smiling, you know, pile of poo, you should be able to, <laughs> you know, everybody poops you know the boobs are made for breastfeeding so yeah I say go for it I hope it gets approved I do think that the image is everything and so if this is not the best image keep working to get something that is inclusive and you know I mean for as tiny as the emoji is the word beautiful comes to mind and you know I just know through like going through like ideas for my book covers we went through several iterations before we finally nailed on something that I thought was best you know, and so I think that if there is a confusion with the image, that this particular image doesn't need to be approved. But the idea, absolutely. Jamie, what do you think? No, I completely agree with what Rebecca said. Absolutely. The image is everything. And if you put flowers around it, make it look very feminine. 
and pretty, it's going to do very well. It actually does need a little work on the images though. I'm looking. <laughs> I wasn't sure if that was an ear or a nose on the baby when I was looking at that. Right? It looks weird. <laughs> I, yeah, I actually didn't have a problem when I first saw it, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just used to see it. It reminds me, you know, the what would the main breastfeeding image I don't I don't even know what you call that but it reminds me of that and I think that's what they were kind of going for that cross you know cradle hold kind of thing so maybe I just am more familiar with that image I don't know because we when we were coming up with the the logo for the boob group which we've actually changed like within the last six months but it started with just the main character and we we're trying to figure out you know what to use for that because we wanted I, I didn't want something generic right I wanted to really show what we were doing and so we had to we based ours off that you guys know what logo I'm talking about the the it's like the I don't know who came up with that but it's like it is a cross cradle hold position and it's what's commonly associated with breastfeeding now so yeah I thought that was kind of important but yeah so okay so why don't I'll post this on our Facebook page I'd love to hear what all of our listeners think about it so check out the breastfeeding emoji Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today we're continuing our series Back to Work by talking about healthy foods for working moms. Our expert is Rebecca Scritchfield, a registered dietitian nutritionist, founder of Capital Nutrition Group, co-founder of Dietitians for Body Confidence, and her first book, Body Kindness, Transform Your Health from the Inside Out and Never Say Diet Again, is currently on pre-sale on Amazon. Welcome, Rebecca. Thank you so much for having me. Wonderful, wonderful. So let's discuss work-life balance. I know you've talked about this a lot in, in the past and other podcasts. And I know as a working mom, life can get so hectic, especially for me. I know I'm not alone. <laughs> a lot of moms probably deal with this. Um, there's a constant struggle for balance and finding your sanity. And the sanity affects our eating habits. Um, how do both of you handle work-life balance? Well, for me... I stopped calling it balance because I think that was just completely throwing me off. Because balance to me kind of makes me think that there's some sort of ideal, you know, way that I'm trying to live where things are really in sync. And that's just not how I feel as a working mom. I feel that when I'm working, I'm still a mom. I'm still thinking about my family. And when I'm with my family, I'm still, you know, thinking about work. And and I do try to set boundaries. I'm not recommending that you, you know, I think it's you set boundaries to try to be as present as you can. But it's not like turn on a button, off a button type of a thing. And so, you know, I think you know, the idea of balance, if it's meaning some sort of ideal perfection, you know, direction that you're going in, that could be throwing you off because it's like, 
no matter what you do, it's not good enough. And that happened to me after my second child. And you know, my first child was only 19 months when my second child was born. And it just threw me for a massive loop. It, it ended up being why I, you know, wrote Body Kindness because nothing I did was good enough. Any efforts I made to eat well, if it wasn't, you know, as as good as I thought it could be, then then, you know, I'd say something critical to myself and none of that was helpful. So, you know, I think that now I've gotten to this place where it's more of a feeling like I know when I have a lot of work on my plate and I feel it kind of creeping into my family time. And I just pause and think about my values and the idea that I do value family time and that, you know, work isn't always going to be easy, but I can remind myself, you know what, it's the weekend, you're with family now, and what you, what can you do about it? Well, you can take a look at your schedule, kind of reset some priorities, you know, and sometimes that means that you take stuff off your plate that you're really never going to do, whether that's rearranging your closet by color or, you know, something for work that's really not a super high priority that you can say no to. So, you know, I think that there's no perfect way to do it, but if you you need, really need to have self-compassion and remember this is what's important and ask yourself what's the next best decision that I can make right now that helps me have a good life and that keeps my stress at bay. So that's interesting. You know, I've never thought of balance that way. Usually it's true cuz balance puts so much pressure on you. <laughs> you feel like you need to <laughs> constantly have balance as a woman you have to have that perfection jamie what about you how do you handle quote-unquote work-life balance uh good question and i like your response rebecca because it's very similar to mine balance is something i'm always striving for the work is there the life is there kids are always going to be with me and i have to arrange my schedule completely around them in addition to my work to make time for them as well, make them feel the most important thing in my life. But balance is where I work the hardest to try to stay standing up. I taught fitness classes for a long time and I taught yoga and Pilates and Tai Chi and balance was my biggest, you know, I had to pull up and I was a dancer. So you always pull up from the core and, and stay straight and chest up high. So those things always come to my mind when I'm thinking balance in my life as well. Cause I'm like, okay, stand up tall, get out of bed every morning, very <laughs> early. <laughs> um, I wake up super early just to get a little peace in my own life to have a little meditation time and a little yoga time just so I, I can start my day sane and not crazy. And then I, I pull it together. And of course, I have a supportive nanny that is amazing. So not everyone has a nanny. So I can't say for everyone it would be to have a nanny, but I'm very lucky to have one that helps me a lot um, during my day. But on, if you're on your own, you just have to find time for yourself, but also find time to manage it all. And that balance is what we all have to strive for. Yeah, that's a really good point that Jamie brought up about this idea of starting your day on the right foot. You know, a lot of times, you know, your day like downward spirals one thing after the other after the other. And it's a mix of negative emotions and self-sabotage and and really you know especially if the night before the day before wasn't that great this idea of that you can rest and wake up and that's the first choice that you can make is what's a way that I could start my day 
on a positive or or at least not negative, at least neutral. So whether that's a brief meditation, reading some quotes, a prayer, power posing. I don't know if you've heard of that, but um, Dr. Amy Cuddy has done research on the the idea of the superwoman pose and these hero poses and she talks about like elite gymnasts you know they how they like arch their backs at the beginning the end that 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 it's a heart opening and that it's where your you can pose your body in a way that empowers the mind and so it sounds like woo but this is not woo I mean she's like a major researcher so so it must be true but no I definitely think that idea of some moment for yourself in the morning can really set off your day and it's something you could go back to if your day kind of takes a turn for the worse you can always kind of shift gears do you find that both of you try to well perfection (laughs) so i wanted to talk a little bit about this so balance and perfection almost seem like synonyms in the mom world because when you when you're striving for balance it's almost like you're striving for perfection and what the out, outside world sees as, you know, being a balanced mom and having it all together. Do you find that you struggle with that at all? I would like to say that I am a recovering perfectionist, maybe. I think there's a certain, not quite perfectionism, but there's a certain, I'm not quite satisfied yet that actually contributes to your drive and your interest and your engagement. And I think that when I, that there are things that I choose to pursue, it is because there's a, there's a drive and an interest there that, that I think helps me create a meaningful life, but a meaningful life isn't necessarily always happy. So that means you're going to have some struggle and some difficulty and everything like that. Um, But I do think that perfection is, you know, like the enemy if you're really trying to accomplish things. So I, I've given myself this new saying and I'll, I'll sometimes use it with clients. It's like, it's not about getting it perfect. It's about getting it done. And, you know, I think that's true. I think, you know, you can aim for what's my ideal, but just because you don't hit the bullseye, you know, you're still playing darts, right? You know, you might get a 20 if you don't hit the bullseye, you're still doing good. I agree on that. It's perfection is not even, I mean, we all were striving for it probably before kids, but when kids happened, we're like, oh, (laughs) nothing is going to be the way we all want it every single time. And I gave it up a long time ago because I was, I mean, when you have kids, you, you have to go with the flow and really, you know, be flexible with everything and nothing is going to be perfect. But that balance, I will say, is what I strive for every day. Um, the perfection part, if I if I manage to even be perfect in anything, um, that's amazing, but it doesn't happen. So I don't focus too much on the perfection side. I focus more on the life balance. So Rebecca, you, you mentioned the word happy <laughs> when, you were, when you were just talking. How much of that perfection and happiness is part of what we eat? And finding that balance. Like, how do we manage that happiness through food? Right. So, well, if you think about it, if you're striving for perfection, first of all, nobody is perfect. So you're giving yourself a goal that's unattainable, that that nobody can accomplish. And it's very easy to look at other people and say, well, that mom has it all together, you know, and and that, you know, comparison is also not helpful, makes you feel even worse. And I really like to ask that question, you know, is this thought helpful? Is 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 what I'm, you know, struggling with right now, is this helpful in in creating a better life? And doesn't matter if something's true or false, right? So you might look at a friend, well, my friend has a nanny, that's how she has time to work out. 
that might be true, but if you thinking about that and and stewing over that just sends you into a box of Oreos, like that's just not helpful, <laughs> you know. So it's 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 better to stop and focus on you. So I like the saying, "Let me do me," and if there are things that are bothering you, write them down. Like I'm disappointed that I don't. I'm not exercising and I used to because then you could start to noodle at that, right? Is it because I want to do the really hard, intense workout? Is it because I really want to get to yoga? But if those things aren't happening because of the commute and the time and the times of the classes and all these things, wouldn't a step in the right direction be one, you know, five minute workout while you're boiling water on the stove? You know, even just dropping to the floor and holding a plank for one minute, you know, doing something that proves that you can break that cycle of I'm not exercising at all. When we go to food for emotional reasons, it is a way of soothing and a way of coping that. You know, we might say it makes us feel better, but not in the big picture because we usually feel guilt or even worse, we feel shame afterwards. Um, and that just makes it worse. And so or, or as far as emotional eating goes, it's very important to realize that we human beings are feeling creatures like we feel first. So we're always going to be feeling something when we end up going to food. It's because it's not because we're happy-go-lucky and the world is great, you know. We go to food because we're feeling negative emotions that we don't want to feel. And eating is a way of, you know, trying to run from that emotion or trying to avoid feeling it, trying to avoid that uncomfortable situation. But really, it's that discomfort, which is like a form of pain. It's that discomfort is good information. That's saying, hey, I'm not happy with this scenario right now. And, and, that's where you can do your work and you can dig in and figure out, okay, something's bothering me. It's not that I want to eat ice cream in front of the TV after everyone's going to bed or, you know, and it's that moment, what causes you to say, you know, uh, forget it and then boom, go to food. What you want to try to do is really identify those moments and take a, you know, kind of like a much bigger look at what's really happening. What am I not getting in life that I need? What am I disappointed in? And and you can find your answers there. And, um, you know, there's lots of different things you could do to help get over emotional eating. But hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I did just want to hit on, you mentioned very um, earlier about being stressed out and eating carbs. And I said there's a reason for that. When you are feeling stress and other types of negative emotions, you actually, your body kicks into gear and starts to send cravings. And it sends cravings first for energy. So that's for food. 
It's usually refined carbohydrates and sugars, um, sometimes like salty and fatty foods too. It's sending like an urgent need for food. So that's a hormonal biological thing that's like related to the environment. Just back in the day, you were being chased by a lion or tiger or something. So it's like, ah, you know, stress, I need energy. But then the other thing it does is when you eat carbs, it's broken down and it's part of what your body uses to create serotonin, which is a calming, relaxing and happy chemical. So that your body needs. So it really is in a lot of ways, your body is working when it sends those cravings. But here's the kicker. You know, a lot of times when you're in those stressful situations, you end up you end up choosing that food for the wrong reason. So it's, it's you know, it like it was like I said earlier to kind of escape or avoid and not like, you know, today wasn't very sweet, but I really feel like some enjoying a little bit of dessert tonight. And when you can eat mindfully in moderation, you get serotonin from as little as 25 grams of carbohydrates. And so in, that's like a piece of fruit or a, a handful of candy. You know, it's not the volume that we usually eat when we're eating emotionally, when we're checking out and saying, ah, forget, forget everything I know about health and nutrition and we're going through the refrigerator so so while there's this biological push that's getting you there you can actually learn how to handle the stress better and reframe it so that those cravings subside so that when you do eat that types of food you enjoy you pick what you really want so you know um, something Jamie would make for us that type of dessert would probably taste way better than old vending machine candy (laughs) thank you i think sweet potato pie or sweet potatoes in general are actually very high in vitamin a and they actually reduce the craving for sugar and increase somnia so it helps you even at night if you are craving something sweet at night and you're like i can't you know i don't know what to do with myself maybe go for a sweet potato I mean, you can nuke a sweet potato too. You don't have to boil it. <laughs> and that's a good sign. If you can't wait, because I think it's like about eight minutes in the microwave, if you can't wait to prepare something that you can you know, enjoy, that's a sign that you're in like freak out mode. And really, it's just not a good time to eat anything. You know, you need to go in down dog or child's pose or spray some lavender oil somewhere like you know (laughs) just not a good time to eat you know and so that that's another really good sign if it's for a particular food if you wouldn't eat a sweet potato if you wouldn't eat an apple and not saying that you always have to choose those things like sometimes it really could be the cookies that you made with your kids over the weekend but it's like if you can't eat it in a calm rational way that you expect everyone else eats cookies It's not about food. And that is what makes you feel so bad. And then you say, oh, this is why I can never have cookies. No, no, no. It's it's the way. It's when you're choosing to eat them and the way you choose. And the more you do it, I mean, that's that's the definition of habit. You repeat something over and again, it becomes a habit. Your brain will literally make a wiring that says, when I feel like crap, bring on the cookies. And so now you have a double-edged sword of the biological push and then the learned behavior. And so if listeners are really struggling with this, you got to understand that both things are going on, but it's not hopeless. You can build the new wiring in your brain that says, when this happens, I acknowledge it first. Then I go take care of myself for five minutes of some relaxing, deep breath, shower, taking a pause. Then I rethink, okay, do I really need some nourishment now? And nine times out of 10, it's no. And the person goes to bed and they're like, they wake up the next day like, victorious I didn't eat last night you know and and it feels great because then you feel like you have more control over your thoughts and your behaviors and and that's really what people want is 
they don't want to feel out of control. They want to feel in charge of their choices. So how do we apply all this information to nursing moms, moms that are going back to work, you know, trying to come back to the topic again? Like, this is all great information. And, you know, we, again, we're struggling and we're going through all these um, emotions during the day because of stress. But when you're a nursing mom, it's slightly different, right? I know, Jamie, you've talked about this before where, you know, moms need like 500 extra calories per day. <laughs> I know we've had that conversation. So how how do you balance that stress and knowing that you need that extra food and then you're going back to work? It's like, where's the middle ground there? Well, it all starts out in the morning when you wake up. You start over every single night when you go to sleep. Your body clean, you know, cleans out your system and you start over. Once you hit the ground in the morning and you start your day, say even with a little time for yourself, what you start eating, you're putting in your body is what it's going to kick off your cravings throughout the day. And that also goes back to what Rebecca was saying about hormones. Hormones, when they start, you know, when cortisol is right, raised, when you maybe start in the morning with something sweet or something like even coffee. I love coffee. Don't get me wrong, but coffee can increase the, the cortisol in the stomach. So maybe not even starting with a coffee, starting with like a lemon water, warm lemon water, or with a little ginger or turmeric. It will start the fire in the, in the stomach to, to, for a craving of good food. So when you start your day off with a good, healthy breakfast, it, it actually stays with you throughout the day and how you eat. And you can increase 500 calories very easily, but in a healthier way, not so much, oh my God, I'm going to grab for the, the the cookies or the sweets. Once you start off with a, with like your protein and your fat in, your mor- in the morning, then you actually start to, that starts to build up on what you crave throughout the day. So, but if you start with something sweet, like a piece of bread or something like that, that kicks off, you know, that probably burns up pretty quickly too in your system. Your blood sugar goes up and everything trickles trickles up to, I have to crave now more. Because once you start eating a sweet in the morning, you're going to be starting eating sweets throughout the entire day. Yeah, she's exactly right. Protein and fat, key nutrients for satiety. And then um, you get your carbohydrates that are going to give you fiber. So fruits and vegetables, beans or whole grains, you know, and you can balance out. This is what I'm craving. What's one thing I could do to boost the health and nutrition factor. But if you think of the, the, the crazy stressed nursing mom, she's most likely to skip breakfast, you know, or grab something that's inadequate. And, you know, even if the effort is, okay, I'll quickly grab a piece of fruit. Well, that fruit, okay, great. You'll get some fiber, but that's not a balanced breakfast. You know, if you add some peanut butter to it or almond butter, uh, you know, and that I would even call breakfast one. Like that's a quick snack, nurse kind of get to a calming thing and then go make some eggs and maybe throw some kale or, you know, arugula in it or something. So you can also think of it if time is tight how you can split it up so that you end up getting a balanced plate and a couple snacks. But the absolute worst thing you could do is not eat at all. I mean, breakfast is break the fast because your blood sugar is low. You have nothing left. You need energy. You're more likely to crave quick energy. So it's back to the carbs and sugars. And that's just not going to last. And then mentally, you're like, oh, I'm nursing. I'm supposed to be losing the baby weight, blah, blah, blah. You suck. Guess what you're going to go for next? More stuff that makes you feel like you suck. And so it, it's, it is a, bi- a biological and psychological downward spiral. So the best thing you could do, it can't be the most perfect thing you could think of that you'd want for breakfast. You know, try to get close to it and then, you know, try to make that next best choice that you really feel fuels your body and gives you energy. 
I totally agree. Power shakes are also really good in the morning because a lot of loaded greens in power shakes, and you can get one that's formulated already with greens, and it helps to start your day out with an alkalizing base instead of acidic. So, and we eat a lot of acidity throughout our day, so keeping your body in alkaline is the most important to for health as well. So, as they're going through their day and feeding their babies, they're going to give their babies good nutrition as well. Wow, this is so much great information. <laughs> I feel like there's so much science also behind what we what we plan for our day and how we um, manage our stress. So let's discuss how we properly plan our healthy meals when we come back. So we'll be right back. Welcome back. Today we're talking about how breastfeeding and pumping moms can eat healthy as they return to work. So how do we properly manage stress and what we eat? So Rebecca, how can moms think about stress differently? Yeah, so we're always going to have stress in our lives. And if you try to avoid stress or prevent stress, you're going to end up wasting a lot of time and then be very disappointed because you actually can't take stress away. And if your mindset is, oh my gosh, I'm stressed, I can't handle it, kind of like, you know, the tornado's coming, you know, I can't handle this, (laughs) that is something that it will likely lead you toward emotional eating or other self-sabotage. But there's actually a different way to think of stress. And I used to be the the person telling people, stress is going to kill you if you're not careful. And it was very negative until I changed my mindset about stress. And I read a book by Dr. Kelly McGonigal called The Upside of Stress. I covered it in the Body Kindness podcast, which will have um, a link in the show notes, I believe. And it's this idea that when you feel stress, it's also an opportunity to learn and grow. So your your body releases cortisol. We mentioned that earlier, but it also releases a hormone called DHEA. It's literally a growth hormone that is there to make your brain create new wiring and new cells so that you can learn from that experience. You touch a hot stove and you learn to be careful about that kind of stuff. So when you're feeling stressed, if you say, This is here to tell me something. This is my opportunity to learn and grow. What actions can I take? While I deal, you know, this stress is going to be here until it's not here anymore. But what action can I take that's helpful in creating a better life? That then puts you in this positive mindset to where you can tolerate stress and That's how over the long term you build resilience because when that stress happens again, you now have a a, a path to follow and a way to get out of that. So don't avoid the stress. Don't run away from it. It's always going to be there. But say, hey, this is where I can learn and grow. What actions do I need to take now that matter? And you actually become this person that's like, you know, I can handle stress and that there's so much health and happiness in that mindset. What about planning meals? How much of that goes into this learning and growing opportunity? Uh, Stress is in everything we do every day. And so, yes, it is very stressful to think about what are we going to eat next or what am I going to do. But if you can actually take some time out of your week and sit down and think, okay, I have to get fat, protein, and carbohydrates and fiber, of course, in my diet, how am I going to do that? So you know, and keep it simple. Like buy things that are pre-cut if you don't have time to go home and cut them. I know we want to we want to eat so close to the ground and get the best vegetables. And but if you see things that are pre-cut, sometimes that's even better. Just grab them and and you can be able to to create a nice meal out of that. And keep keep your meal simple. Look at your plate and and fill it up with mostly vegetables, and you know a side of protein. 
and definitely don't forget your fat because a lot of people forget that. They're thinking, oh, I'm going to eat fat. I'm going to get fat. That's not true. I'll be excited when the fat-free days are officially over (laughs) because I used to eat a bag of Skittles. It's fat-free, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I know. I'm glad, too, that was sabotaged. Thank God because I don't – uh, you know, sugar, obviously, everybody loves, and Halloween's around the corner, so everybody's going to be loading up on their sugar rush, but uh, try to try to increase the fat in your diet and the protein, and you can actually curb your, your sugar cravings by doing that, and, and over time, it will be amazing for you, and you'll see the difference, too, um, that you won't be needing sugar anymore, and it's just that, it's just cutting it out little by little, and then once you do, you're, you're like, whoa, once you have it again, you're like, this is way too much, so, but planning is, is important, and I, and I'm not saying take it every single day, and take hours and hours, just sit down, like, even on a Sunday, like today, you know, and just sit down and scratch out, like, what you think the week will be like, and what is important to get into your diet, and, and pre-plan a couple meals, two or three days, doesn't have to be the full week, you want to eat fresh as possible, and, and stay close to, you know, also what's local and seasonal, because right now is, we're going to the fall and winter, so we want to eat, like, more root vegetables and things that are closer, you know, that's comforting as well, but also gives us high nutrition. Yeah. And I would just add in, if you put that investment in focus time, and I actually did this yesterday, and I even put a little video of some stuff I was doing on Instagram. And, and I, I said, I was really honest. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm the happiest when I'm spending a couple hours in the kitchen making head recipes, but I love that feeling the next week when I'm not stressed out about what's for dinner, I've got my menu on the board, and when it's easy to just assemble and reheat stuff that I made from the previous weekend. And it, that's an important distinction because, you know, a busy, stressed, nursing, tired mom is like, really? Now you want me to go to the store, buy all this fresh stuff? And like, you know, I mean, because I had, I mean, every burner was going, the oven was going. And it could seem like a bit much. Um, so I love the idea of getting help from the grocery store, of getting, you know, when you have access to a high quality pre-made greens and grains type salad that you could eat warm or cold. And, and, and you know, so you can get help from the grocery store in certain ways, but that setting aside some time to do some prep ahead, involve your kids. Um, you know, that's a double-edged sword for me because it keeps them busy and makes me feel good. Like I'm not completely ignoring them while I'm doing the kitchen stuff. But of course it's messier, you know, they'll get stuff on the floor and everything like that. But, you know, you can find that best of both worlds where you put a little investment in and you'll see that it's easier to grab that balanced breakfast, those snacks and, and that the, the family meals, whatever that looks like for you. Cause I know for my girls ages, it's like, they take two minutes to eat and then they're up running around. And my husband and I are like, so how's your day going? But, you know, and and if you have this idea for like, this is where I really want to be able to go, don't let that be the enemy of taking a solid first step. And I think that's kind of full circle with where we started. So start where you are and do one good thing, even if it's I'm going to add the raw baby carrots and slice up some apples and we've got grocery store rotisserie chicken and some steamed broccoli that was from frozen. I always go for rotisserie. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. And, and and then you can roast your own chicken and boil the bones and make your own soup and everything like that. I mean, that's all great stuff. But I think that 
you have to have the time to plan or it's going to be completely chaotic and stressful. But, you know, you know, um, cook from your kitchen, look to see what you have around so you reduce food waste. And But it's this idea that it's like it doesn't have to be the most perfect recipe or the most perfect. If you're not, if you don't feel like you can follow it, um, I even like those home delivery, not for all the time, but maybe you have a couple of days of, of those meal delivery services like HelloFresh or Blue Apron or, you know, there's several out now that you try. That just kind of help it, you know, to me, it's like I make a glass of wine. I follow someone else's recipe. The portions are perfect. It actually teaches me, wow, I didn't know how to make this dish before. So it teaches me something. There's lots of deals around them. And, you know, it's hard to say it's not expensive because everyone has a different budget, you know, but I think that there are steps that you can take that kind of get you feeling more accomplished and confident that you can bring these balanced, nutritious meals together. And I think listeners know the reasons. There's a million reasons, but I think one that we don't always think about has to do with our um, another way that our mood is affected, and that's from our gut microbiome. And I'll spare the science lesson, but like 95% of our serotonin, which I mentioned earlier, is actually supported through the gut. And there's more helpful bacteria that live in inside our gut than every other human cell. So we're actually like more bacteria than we are human being. And the way you feed that healthy microbiome that supports good immunity, that supports a good mood is through all these eating tips we've given earlier, those balanced plates, the vegetables and fruits and beans, they actually feed the bacteria to help the good ones thrive. And you need as much variety as you can. So, you know, not that we need another, you know, reason, but it's not just about being skinny or losing weight. You know, it's about having energy and feeling good. And it really does come from quality foods. You just have to start and say, what can I do right now, this meal? And then what can I do the next meal to make it even better? Definitely. I totally agree with that. Um, there's actually another home delivery. It's called Umi Kitchen. I'm a brand ambassador for and they really focus on home-cooked meals. So, and it comes from different authenticity and ethnicities. So you get a variety of food, but it's home-cooked based. So you're getting uh, people who are actually putting love into their food and delivering. So Umi Kitchen is one of the, another place if you don't have time in the week and maybe you plan one day to order in, maybe that's another spot to go. Yes, we all need a little help. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of help. <laughs> totally with that. <laughs> okay, so thank you so much to everyone for being part of today's show and for sharing their experience. If you're a member of the Boob Group, then be sure to check out the bonus content for this episode where we'll find out what Rebecca and Jamie's go-to recipes are for keeping healthy. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So as we wrap up today's episode, we do have a question from one of our listeners, and we certainly do appreciate it when you send us a message on Facebook or you send us an email through the website or whatever method you use to reach out to us. We love hearing from you, and we're more than happy to answer your questions. 
So today's question comes from Delilah, and Delilah asks, My friend has a two-month-old baby, and her doctor prescribed Zantac while the little one was spitting up all the milk. So Mama is wondering if she should give cereal to help with the reflux. Mama stopped using Zantac due to the reaction her little one had. She is always exclusively pumped, and she is now starting to breastfeed. Her baby was in the NICU for three weeks, and now she's trying to introduce the breast because her baby loves the bottle so much. Any help would be great. Hey, Delilah. This is Helen Anderson. I'm a registered nurse, certified lactation educator, and I'm one of the experts here at New Mommy Media. I love your question. Reflux is something that a lot of babies have, and it really varies in severity. Some babies have a little bit of spit up and reflux, and some babies have a whole lot. So what we look at is not the amount of spit up, but we look at how is the baby gaining weight? Because We know that a lot of milk can be absorbed and used by the baby for nutrition, even if it looks like they're just spitting it all back up. So there can be a lot of ways that we help reduce reflux, and one of those is positioning. So Zantac, of course, is kind of the first line of defense and medication uh, when we talk about reflux in babies, but positioning is actually can be much more effective. And that just means we get gravity on our side to keep the milk in the baby's stomach. So when you're breastfeeding your baby, have the baby in an upright position if possible. So you may be doing a cross cradle hold or a football hold, but some way and that the baby's stomach is lower than their mouth. And that way we can use gravity to help keep the food down. Another thing you can do is to wear your baby in an upright position. So a lot of our baby carriers keep our baby in a kind of a vertical position. And again, this helps keep the milk where it belongs, which is in the baby's tummy. So in terms of introducing the breast after the bottle, what we want to do is be sure to introduce the breast to each feed at the beginning of each feed. And so the baby's motivated by hunger to accept the breast more readily. So latch the baby on at the beginning of each feed. You can hand express just through breast compression and nipple compression, some milk into your baby's mouth. And so they get the picture that, hey, this is where food comes from. It's not going to replace the bottle right away, but incrementally, you might see your baby be more and more accepting of staying at the breast and um, not needing to get as much nutrition from the bottle. So I hope that helps. Good luck with everything. If you have any other questions, please let us know. Thanks. That wraps up our show for today. Thanks for listening to The Boo Group. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals, for expecting parents, newbies for newly postpartum moms, parent savers for moms and dads with toddlers, and twin talks for parents of multiples. This is The Boo Group, where moms know breasts. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. How would you like to have your own show on the New Mommy Media Network? We're expanding our lineup and looking for great content. 
If you're a business or organization interested in learning more about our co-branded podcasts, visit our website at newmommymedia.com. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.